Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am Natalie Miller-Snell, and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, in today's show, I am joined by a former award-winning broadcast journalist and magazine editor. She is the writer, director, and producer of the history-making documentary, Extra Innings, The Real Story Behind the Bright Lights of Summer and is also the best-selling author of 16 books, which have had many Goldie Awards. Please put your hands together for the absolutely fabulous Lynn Ames. Round of applause, the crowd goes wild. Uh, I I think I saw a standing ovation. There you go. (laughs) And maybe even the wave. (laughs) Yeah, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. And congratulations to all of England on your big win. Yes. Last night. That's right. Because we are recording the morning after the Lionesses won Euro last night. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. It was phenomenal. I, I knew they were going to do it, though. I really had a deep belief that they, they could do it. I mean, it was an inc- did you watch? It was an incredible game. No, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it, but I got, you know, I got to see the highlights, which was okay. fabulous. And I just love that, that, you know, it went overtime and, and that they yeah. just pulled it out. I and mean, that is just so inspirational. Exactly. All of my friends over the pond, all of my friends just, I, I just felt them going absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well done. To, to celebrate and see such glorious jubilation such real enjoyment happiness and inspiration you know the the kind of folk that went along it was families it was young girls it was mothers it was fathers of of daughters there was a really great community affair to it and you know listening to all the reports and you know again speaking to friends as well the atmosphere was electric and it's I mean I hope it's you know creates a fantastic path now that we make as a sustainable way to start encouraging girls women and and you know to really find that equality and to make it a movement now so that particularly with football since it was football that actually from grassroots level that you know girls can start playing properly get the academies going but also a broader picture that whole kind of you know openness would be amazing just amazing I mean, you know, it's it, there are a few things in the world that bring us all together, but sporting events seem to be one of those things. Yeah, you know that everybody can pull together as one. It doesn't matter where you fall on in any other issue and any spectrum, but for that one shining moment, you're all on the same wavelength, looking for the same outcome with the same ferocity. Just the energy of that is remarkable. You know, you're so, you're bang on the money. It creates unity, doesn't it? It creates such a great vision and collective, a collective feel for everybody. I always remember it just made me think about Nelson Mandela, actually, in the rugby in um, South Africa, mm-hmm. you know, the, and how he got the nation behind the team to actually, you know, win in the World Cup and how big that was. You're, you're so right. A big event like that has the capacity to really change and unite people in a, in a way. Other, other things can't just, put, you know, pull folk together. It's amazing. And there's nothing controversial about it. There, there's no, you know, that there is no this or that. It's all this. Yes. And that's just so refreshing. I if we could that. do that about everything, wouldn't that be great? It would be absolutely, yeah. Do you know what? There's a lot to learn and a lot to move forward. I love that. I love that a lot. Now, so for everybody listening, 
One of the reasons I love to do this show, I love to celebrate individuals, you know, and stories and our journey and how our lived experience can inform actually what goes on later in life, but also how it impacts and influences what we do and how we are as individuals and kind of adversity that we face everybody's got a story and it's so lovely to celebrate individuals and just from the intro there I mean there's the broadcaster there's the journalism there's filmmaking there's the the author side I mean that's an incredible life story there so so for anyone who's not familiar with your good self where's the journey there for you and and you know what any adversity has overcome along the way well uh let's start at the beginning At eight years old, I said that I was going to write books and be left alone. And I got half of it right. (laughs) Because here I am with you, I'm never alone. (laughs) So so I got half of it right. And and nor do I want to be, which is great. Um, You know, so I got half of it right at eight years old. And at 10 years old, I wrote my first novel. It wasn't um, terribly deep, although the grammar was quite good. I actually, I still have it when I, Do when you? I moved from, uh, I moved from Phoenix, Arizona to uh, Asheville, North Carolina, which is where I am now in the United States. And um, when I moved, I, I had this trunk, this big, massive trunk, and I opened the trunk because I hadn't opened it in forever. And there it was sitting there in a, a, a box, an old typing paper box, this thing I actually had handwritten it on a, a pad of paper laboriously written uh, on a pad of paper. And um, like I said, it wasn't terribly deep, but the grammar was surprisingly correct. And the message was very upbeat, which was low. Um, But the point I'm getting to is uh, I got down to write because my childhood was not easy. Mm. It was uh, fraught. Let's just say it was fraught. Uh, 70 broken bones um, and, and lots of other things. And so writing was my salvation. Writing was the way I got to escape into a world uh, where, A, I was the heroine and um, good things happened to people mm. all the time. And so I escaped into my imagination, which, as it turned out, uh, was a wonderful place to be mm. and a life-saving and a life-changing place to be. And so for me, writing in some form or other has always been that. It's always been that ability to um, express myself and to lift myself and other other people up uh, with words. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that, you know, was my purpose. My purpose, voice to those who don't have a voice or don't feel safe to express themselves. Mm -hmm. I can be that voice um, and show them that you can not only rise above all of that, but that you can be a whole person, fully successful, use those experiences that have gotten you to this place to reach back and pick other people up so that they too can get to that place. Give them hope, give them a place to go, show them a path so that they can follow it and let them know that they're seen, that they're understood. I mean, it's true in so many ways for so many things. And it's true, first of all, in terms of the LGBTQIA Mm. spectrum, you know, it's to help folks still today be seen 
um, and to be heard and to be understood and to understand that their experience, uh, while unique to them, is not all that unique in the world. They're not alone. Mm. They have plenty of company, people who have their back, people who've been there before and done this before. There's nothing wrong with them. Everything's fine. Um, and to celebrate those parts of us, to celebrate what makes us holy us, that's a powerful gift, I think, to give folks. Mm. And if I can do that with writing and I, you know, and, and speaking, public speaking, then I've done um, something that I came here to do. Who doesn't want to do something they actually came here to do? I absolutely love every ounce, every word, every every part of the emotion that you put into wonderfully sharing that. And thank you so much for doing that. It, it really spoke to my soul, actually, because I think you and I are on the same page and on the, the same kind of line and path in that sense about enabling others, about showing people and helping people see that, you know, first off, as you've quite rightly said, for people to feel seen, valued and heard that actually as unique individuals that we are, whilst we all have our very specific and own journey, there's a lot to be said about a shared experience or being able to find community and that you're not alone. You quite rightly said that, and that's beautiful. And to be able to share what you do in the art of writing and in the, the passion and you know brilliance behind the words, to lift and give people hope is quite amazing and you use the word purpose and you use um you know finding your purpose to do that so so you started writing at a young age you've gone through quite a career writing has that always been your 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 passion then and that's where you feel and we'll come on to the speaking as well because I do want to to touch on that too I guess in some form or other I've always been writing Mm. you know even journalism uh, requires good writing if you do it properly (laughs) If you do a proper newscast, which very few people ever do anymore, but if you did a proper newscast, it would be properly written. And, uh, you know, so there are different forms of writing. It's always been a great challenge to me to, uh, you know, be succinct, be effective, be efficient, um, and to convey all of it, all of the feelings, all of the passion behind it, um, in a way that is not just compact, but so impactful, whatever it is you're writing. So writing has always been a passion, sure. My imagination has always been strong for certain. Not when I'm writing the news, though. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the truth. Factual. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's factual. Just to be clear. <laughs> Um, so writing has always been a passion and it's always been somewhat cathartic in a way you know writing in so many ways saved my life not just then but throughout my life it's Mm. it's you know done me a good service Um, speaking is the other thing speaking truth to power is the other thing that has always been uh, something that makes me feel better you know it makes me feel good not just about myself, but about what I can do with it or what I can do for others with it. The first question I ask isn't, you know, what can I do to make myself feel better? It's what can I do to make us all feel better? Mm. And in, in, in that all, I am included. Of course, I'm included. 
But primarily for me, it's I feel best when I am lifting up not just myself, but everyone with me. That's when I feel best. And so how can I do that? What are the what are the avenues available to me? What is my skill set that will help me to accomplish what it is I'm trying to I'm trying to do? You know, so use what is your use your strengths. What's your superpower? My superpower is words. That's my superpower. It certainly isn't height. You've met me. So. <laughs> we finally got to meet, actually. Well, and, and, and converse as well recently at a conference, GCLS Golden Crown Literary Society in July over in Albuquerque. Oh, it was incredible. It was so lovely, like hugs and everything. It was amazing. And I sat on a podcasting panel that Lynn was moderating, which was, I loved it. It was absolutely fantastic. Again, a great way to explore a different type of medium, what we're doing now, to how we you can help people share knowledge, share things that are going on that might inspire somebody. And even if it's just one person to feel a, you know, a bit better about themselves, perhaps, or to get up and think, oh, do you know what? They did that. I can do it too. You know, I'll follow a few techniques and whatever. When you were talking about, you know, if even if it's only one person, mm. think of the ripples. If you throw a, a rock in a pond, you watch the ripples from the center where the rock hit, and it, you know, it goes out in concentric circles further and further out. And that's what you're doing when you change one person's life. Mm-hmm. When you change one person's life, that person then touches all those other people in there in that person's sphere, and it's a ripple effect. So you're never only impacting one person with your words because that one person that you impact you have no idea what they're going to go on and do with that but you can assume it's safe to assume in this case i think that that it ex- it's expansive mm-hmm. right that it just uh, radiates outwards and affects so many others who then affect others who then affect others and it, it's like a series of dominoes so so what you do matters it matters even if you think you you have you're you're leading a life of no consequence that is never true it's always consequential because that one person you reach could reach millions more it's so it's so true and so powerful exactly that and in fact i i delivered a workshop on this or team coaching last week with an image of a ripple saying exactly the same thing um, and i believe mm-hmm. there's a study on it too i had a chap called um, dr andy cope on my on my show a year or so ago he refers to himself as the doctor of happiness and his study his mm-hmm. academic study and research he did in his phd was about trying to understand how individuals or why individuals the, the people that are particularly optimistic and particularly more happy, you know, on average, his two percenters, as he calls them, why they're like that, rather than exploring and doing the research behind actually what is it that's affecting us in a negative way, which is important and stuff, you know, folk do that. Right. He explores the top end. And the, I can't remember the name of the study he was talking about, but it's exactly what you've just said. When we have a positive outlet or when we impact somebody, 
the theory is it's about 16% chance that you will then have a positive impact on the next person. Then that goes on to uh, dwindles down, but it goes to 10% chance of impacting positively the, uh, the third person. Then the fourth person will be 6% more positively impacted. Mm. So that's a huge ripple effect. Somebody you've never met before, but this ultimately your positive energy, your, your inspiration words have such a big reach and it's so important. You're quite right. You're quite right. Everything we do has such a profound impact and an important impact. How we show up and, and you know how we feel about things is really powerful, really powerful. And part of that, by the way, for me at least, is never asking the question, why me? I've never in my life asked the question, why me? Why did this happen to me? Because the, the, the opposite of that is, why not me? Mm. Why not? And um, even without asking the question, I mean, the answer is because you're meant to help others with your experience. And it doesn't, you don't have to have a superpower. Everybody has one, but, but um, you don't have to have or believe you have a superpower in order to do that. You simply have to lead by example. Yes. I have got to introduce you to a lady called Mandy Zanghira. She has exactly the same thought as you exactly the same outlet in terms of how she approaches things it's incredible and in fact actually she talks about as well you know she she sees her cup as overfilling rather than being half full or whatever and and she constantly gives us a result and what she experiences and I've, I've experienced this too and I'd be curious to get your thoughts when we share when we give unconditionally you know through the just because we want to through love through you know and, and love and i use this you know love can be a, a broad term that we can use for everybody because that's it's it's that kindness that we can feel for each other you know it doesn't have to be that in, intense romantic love but there is a, you know there's an energetic quantity there when we share things come back to us tenfold i don't know if you've experienced that but it's quite of phenomenal course. yeah of course. Well, you know, let me say this. Love is the most powerful vibration in yes! the universe. Yes, yes, it yes. It is. It's the most powerful force in the universe, the most powerful vibration in the universe. And if everybody was vibrating at a place of love, rather, you know, there are only really two things in life. There's love and there's fear. So everything that you react from, everything that you do in your life is either based in love or it's based in fear. And if you start with the question, is what I'm doing, is how I'm feeling love-based? And if not, how can I make it love-based? You raise your own energy level, your own vibration to the level where it affects, it again, ripples out to other people. And that is just a powerful, powerful energetic force in the universe. So what do you wanna be? Do you wanna be afraid or do you wanna be loving? It's not a hard question. It's not. And I had no idea this conversation was going to go this way. This is why I love doing podcasts and speaking with people, because you never know what you discover and learn about somebody. I am so behind you, Lynn. I cannot begin to tell you. Science tells us that we are energetic beings. Science tells us that our bodies and our, our molecular structure vibrates at such intense and high frequency that we have got no comprehension of it. Our eyes, we are unable to see it. So the nature of bringing together that positive energy or that energy in a positive way can only have a, such an incredible ripple effect, can only heighten how we vibrate rather than bringing us down. 
And, you know, there's different language that folk use for that, you know, in terms of drains or, you know, being lifted by somebody. But ultimately, it's our, it's the chemical makeup. It's that kind of atomic nature. And if we do approach things with love, which is the purest form that we can exist within and have and that approach, I'm right behind you. It can change everything. And it is scientifically based. This is the thing yeah, I always find exactly. interesting. You yeah. have a discussion like this and people are thinking, oh, that's new age garbage. I'm thinking, no, no. no. Uh, it's been quite proven that energy never dies. Yeah. So if energy never dies, it just reconstitutes itself. Hmm. Think about it for a minute. And that is a scientific fact, right? Yeah. It's been proven many times over. So if that is true... Uh, what we put out energetically is lasting, you know, it may shift, it may change, which, by the way, gives us the opportunity to shift and change from a place of fear to a place of love, right? You could yeah. just as easily change. It's the same amount of energy to be loving as it is to be fearful, you know, and in, within fear, there are, you know, of course, subcategories, there's ignorance, there's hatred, there's violence, there's all these lower energies that come from radiate out from fear yeah and then there's love and all that radiates out from love kindness generosity caring um, well-being you know it's true if you think about it um your body energetically what's happening to you energetically is mirrored in your physical body yeah so ailments, illnesses, things like that are a manifestation of what's going on for you energetically. So if you want, if you're not feeling well and you want to shift that so that you feel better, so yeah. that you're healthier, think about what's making you feel that way, right? And shift it. It's, it's, I was going to say it's not rocket science. It's not rocket <laughs> it's science, not science, but it is. But it is science. But it is science. It's so curious you <laughs> talk about that because I often, when I'm with clients as well, and I talk to clients, I ask them where they're feeling it in their body. Because so, for example, mm -hmm. when I have stresses or whenever I um, or I might be nervous about something or I've got a lot of things going on, I hold my stress in the, my, the small of my back. So my back hurts. I also hold it in my mouth and I'll end up getting sores in my mouth. I mean, TMI for the listener perhaps, but maybe you can resonate or you can, you know, identify with. So I, I recognize where I'm holding in my body and what I need to do to change because of a negative energy I'm perhaps holding on to or how I need to release or I need to go walking. I need to exercise to shake it out. I need to perhaps have a massage because that, you know, works along your body and it is able to, to shift things as well. No, I, I highly, highly, um, yeah, I, I really align with what you're saying. It's very true and how we can How I mean, there's some things that we, you know, we need medical intervention with for sure. But for the most part, just generally day to day, we can pick up where things are sitting with us. And like I say, I do, I, I speak to clients and I ask them, where do you feel that? It's, it's a, a somatic coaching as well. How do you mm -hmm. feel? What, you know, how, where's your, where are you feeling that in your body? Pay attention to how it's showing up so then you can react differently. Yeah, absolutely. The stomach particularly holds fear. Yes. Okay. So if you've got a, if you've got a stomach ache, right. Or if your stomach is upset, ask, sit, sit for a second, just sit for a second and breathe and say, what am I afraid of? Mm. What am I afraid of? And how can I shift that 
to something positive so that I'm not afraid of it, um, but I'm willing to face it or mm-hmm. I'm or, or I'm through with that and I'm going to you know let go of it altogether. You're making me think about your throat as well. This is so powerful to, to sit and ask yourself the questions so you can pay attention, let things go. And what came to mind and what I saw then when you were speaking was your throat. Now, this is, a, I think, a relatively straightforward one for us to appreciate, much like the stomach. When we feel emotional, like, you know, or if you see someone who perhaps doesn't want to speak, they tend to grasp their neck because this is our, you know, if we're talking chakra points as well, this is an energetic one for speaking. And... Right you know, we get a lump in our throat. We feel a physical lump in our throat. And when we Mm -hmm. we don't want to speak about something or it hurts to speak about something and you can feel a pain there. And that's brought because of how we're feeling and because of what's going on with this and, you know, the emotions. So it's about recognizing that. How do I need to adjust self-soothing, whatever you need to do? And then how do you move? What is it? What is it you actually need to talk about perhaps in a safe environment to help that release right right it's what am i afraid to say yeah what am i afraid to say what am i afraid literally if you wanted to say it literally it would be what am i afraid will come out of my throat if i open my mouth to speak yeah what am i afraid will come out right so what kind of practices then? I love this. I had no idea this conversation was going to go this way. What kind of practices? You do just you... never know. Do you, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of practices do you do on a daily basis then to kind of keep yourself in alignment, to keep that? Well, I mean, it sounds like incredible. Um, there's a positivity there. There's a reflection on life as well about, you know, I've experienced this, but actually I'm here to do this. This is what I want to do. I've, I I know my purpose is elevating and helping. What do you do for yourself to help keep you in that? Because, you know, we all need a bit of self-care and looking after ourselves. What are your practices? Absolutely. Well, absolutely we do. Because if you don't uh, take the time to center yourself and protect yourself and take care of your own energy, you can't uh, possibly help others because the energy you're putting out is what's radiating from you. So you have to be in the right place to start with. So meditation is a great tool. Yeah. Wonderful tool. Um, Here's something a lot of people don't know about me. Uh, I am a certified angel therapist. I work with angels all the time. Yes. So uh, I meditate, I sit and I, um, you know, talk to the universe and I help other people. Um, you know, by giving them the messages that they're meant to get, I communicate for them. Um, also a psychic medium, but I'm, you know, we we we, we once we finish this, we're going to talk offline a bit more. <laughs> I am so interested. <laughs> so, I mean, the universe has so much to teach us, and and it, it, you know, if you want help, just ask for it. Yeah, don't don't be so specific. You know, the thing I find most often in this is that people are looking for a specific outcome and they are Mm. very attached to that outcome. And the truth is the universe may have something so much better planned for you if you just allow it to happen. You know, if you keep running up against a brick wall, running up against a brick wall, running up against a brick wall, there's a reason for it. It's most likely because that direction is not good for you. Yeah. So stop hitting your head against the brick wall and figure out, Okay, so where am I 
where am I supposed to go instead, right? What's the correct path? If you kept coming to a sign as you were driving that said road closed, you wouldn't go through it, right? You might go over a cliff. (laughs) You wouldn't go through that. So why would you do it energetically? Stop for a second, breathe, just breathe and just sit, just be calm. I mean, you know, people get um, nervous when they hear things like meditation, oh, all that woo-woo stuff. No, just sit for a second. Mm. Just stop, get off the hamster wheel for a second, take a deep breath and just be for one second and see the difference in how you feel. You know, recognize when your shoulders are so tense, you know, and you're like all uptight and your neck is up around. You don't have a neck because your shoulders are up to your chin. Right. Releasing that jaw. Yeah. TMJ. Oh, do I have a case of, you know, so it's like, (laughs) yes. So just stop and breathe, breathe for 30 seconds and see, you know, you might see something that you couldn't see because you were so focused on where you thought you were supposed to go, right? But that may not have been the right thing for you um, all along and somebody may be helping you. So if you keep running into those things, just stop for a second, say thank you to the universe for stopping you from doing something that wasn't going to be good for you that you didn't really want. And yes, I believe in free will before we even get there, but you know, and then reconsider, you know, what else might be better? that something else that's presenting itself to you might be the better path. And you dismissed it, dismissed it, dismissed it, despite the fact that somebody has been hitting you over the head with it, you know, for, I don't know, forever. It's about, yeah, we can get kind of, we can get to so focused on one Avenue that we're not open to, you know, what else is going on around us. And I've been there. I mean, I've done it myself and, you know, I'd say anyone, if you, yeah, we all have, that's the thing. It's just about pausing, as you say, sitting back, taking a few breaths, because the the world will still revolve, sitting outside, Mm -hmm. paying attention to nature, and actually considering, right, okay, this isn't healthy, working, it's not going forward. Where's the other route? I talk about this a lot in coaching, actually. We have a vision. You know, coaching is very much about goal setting. It's about achieving where you want to go, setting the sustainable steps. So we'll have this vision or this purpose. We, We want to get somewhere. But equally, this present moment is our purpose. Mm-hmm. This is so important. And when we actually open our eyes and and listen to what's going on and then maybe sidestep and you might just find the opening to walk straight through. Mm-hmm. And like, like this conversation, for example, I'd had no idea it would go this yeah. way. And it's just yeah. following the conversation is right. beautiful. Listening, paying attention. This present moment counts. And if it helps people to think about it this way, I have a saying, um, and I can't remember who said it to me, uh, but it is, I can't take full credit for it, but it is so valuable and important. And it's such an easy thing to do, even if you are a very literal person, and especially if you are a very literal person uh, about being present, I say, stay where your feet are. Mm. Look, if you literally have to look down at your shoes Stay where your feet are. Your feet are in the present. Your feet are right here, right here in the present. Stay where your feet are and you'll be fine. You know, it's like there's something calming about realizing, okay, okay, okay. I can see my feet. I'm okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> stay present um, and stay open. I mean, those are the two biggest pieces of advice, right? Yeah. Stay present, stay open, and don't ignore things when they come to you, you know, repeatedly. When they come to you repeatedly, it's because, you know, someone's trying to get your attention and help you. Someone's yeah. trying to help you. Yeah, absolutely. So just pay attention. A beautiful bit of advice. Pay attention is that in everything, actually, you know, this present moment, stay put. I quite like that. You know, stay still, listen, pay attention. But that can be for anything. You know, if you're if you're a writer and you're trying to find inspiration, I, pay attention to what's going around you, because everyday <laughs> things that happen can be great content for a blog for you know, there can be a lesson or a learning in there that you can share with others An experience I have with my son there could be a message in there that's actually translates in a much bigger picture you know it you're absolutely yeah totally right pay attention great uh, that will be the slogan paying attention with or the the headline for this podcast paying attention with the names I love it yeah, there it goes paying attention being mindful pay it, which you know you say being mindful and people shut down but yeah. if you say pay attention it's like what your teacher used to tell you in school right yeah. you were daydreaming out the window it's like pay attention would you you know where are you pay attention I love it okay so if we can if we can kind of um funnel this or focus this conversation into something important for folk who are listening in how would mm -hmm. you draw I mean two great things you've already mentioned there you know kind of staying still and the paying attention how would you draw or talk about this kind of um, ability to just be and also help ourselves move forward. What could, as a, as a tangible, um, as a tangible, something someone could work on. Okay. So for instance, if you are, um, you find yourself, you're breathing faster, you're feeling frantic, you're feeling like things are spinning out of control. As you say, if you step outside for one second and look for a bird, Look for a leaf, focus on something that you're going to see and just focus on the details of it for one second. Just focus, just appreciate it and focus on it for one second. That will help you to center yourself, to ground yourself in that moment because you're watching something right in front of you. And it's also something that's beautiful. You know, something you think about it. I mean, that bird is just going about his day. You know, mm. is he afraid of something? No, he's just living his day, you know, and he, and it's it's he's making lovely music and he's you know going about feeding himself or feeding his family or whatever it is. It's like just find something present in the present that's pretty or beautiful or that calms you and just focus on that one thing for 30 seconds even, just for 30 seconds. And it, and you'll feel, and then as you're doing that and breathing through it, you'll realize you feel differently. Yeah. Your body is going to feel different in that moment. That's how you shift yourself. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Or if you, you know, think of something that um, brings you peace, if it's walking in a forest, if it's, um, you know, sitting in a chair with your eyes closed, whatever that thing is, know what your thing is. And when you start to get ramped up or you start to feel anxious or you start to feel like things are not going your way, 
stop literally 30 seconds and picture yourself in that happy place, whatever that happy place is, and then go about your day. Then you're okay. Because you know that at any moment you can go back to that happy place yeah. and it will take you right back to that, that peace that you have, that inner peace, the peace that's within you. It's always there whether or not you are accessing it. It is always there. Yeah. All you have to do is get quiet enough to access it. And people, so, you know, some people will say to me, I can't, I can't quiet my mind. I can't quiet my mind. Breathe. Mm. This, this is an essential thing. You breathe all the time. Without it, you're not here. So just be aware of it for a second. You know, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Do it three times and envision whatever it is that place that makes you calm, the place that was your favorite place in the world, wherever that is. And then open your eyes and say, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Yeah. The breathing aspect of it is so calming. And I, I, I heard what you said then, actually, and I wonder, because I find meditation and the breathing aspect quite straightforward, I, I sometimes forget, actually, that some people can find it quite daunting. Some people can find it. Actually, my mind's not right. silent. I'm, I'm unable to get there. The art of breathing and slowing our breath down. I mean, even now, me just listening to you, I feel calmer hearing you say that. So by because I, I applied the breathing to myself, it can just slow us down and be, uh, you know, to be grounded in this moment. And there's something about in positive intelligence. Um, there's something as, as a great technique with your your thumb and your forefinger, forefinger. Four finger. There you go. Try to try to say that. Um, clearly, I couldn't. <laughs> if you rub them together in this moment, a bit like you were saying, paying attention to the the leaf or a flower or a creature or a bird, and just try to feel with it. You know, think with exquisite detail the ridges of your your finger. So you're really being mindful in this moment. Again, it helps calm you. And particularly if you're in meetings or if you're around people, you can just do that without anyone knowing. Right. It's a really great way to, you know, help calm yourself down if, you know, without drawing attention, if, if, if you're feeling your heart rate accelerating and so on, or nervous about something. When people, people think that meditation means you have to shut off your brain completely and, and I, oh my God, I can't do that. Of course that's daunting, but yeah. you don't have to. That's not what meditation is. That's not, to me, that's not what meditation is. I mean, meditation is just being mindful. Mm. And just, you know, getting yourself to a place where you can actually feel yourself breathing there. If you've done that, then you've meditated. It's that yeah. simple. It's not and something that you it. fail or succeed at. Exactly. Yeah. It's not something that you fail or succeed at. It's just as simple as noticing the fact that you're breathing. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Lynn, this has been absolutely marvelous. And I feel like we're going to have to book another podcast so we can talk about the books aspect of it all. But this has my been just so. Plan. My evil, <laughs> plan evil plan succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yes. we'll do round two. This has been absolutely <laughs> magic, honestly. I, I feel lighter for it. A really, really lovely conversation and a great reminder oh. because I too, you know, I do a lot of these shows. I talk a lot about mindfulness. I talk a lot about breathing. I talk about, you know, how we can actually approach the world and show up. But I also need reminding, you know, some things can, it's the repetition, it's the consistency and it's the, you know, openness to continue and learn. So this has been marvelous for me. You've been quite a little bit of magic in my day. No charge this time. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I want to close out by perhaps asking you, you know, a little bit about books and whatnot. You know, if sure. anyone wants to... Well, you know, it depends on everybody's taste is different. Yeah. You know, so it depends on what you're looking for. But if you're looking for a book that includes some of this kind of stuff, then read All That Lies Within. Um, uh, I wrote it in uh, 2013, I think. Okay. And it's the best-selling book I've ever written, which surprised the heck out of me. I didn't know that it would be. Wow. I didn't think that it would be. But it's a very, uh, if you just are liking celebrity romance, it's a great celebrity romance. But it also is much deeper. There are many layers to that book. You can take as many or as few layers as you like. If you want it to be a bee tree, then it's a bee tree. If you want it to be go deeper and talk about uh, you know issues of bullying and objectification, if you want to talk about spiritual issues, they're all in there for you to find. You'll find whatever you're meant to find from a book because this I have learned over time. And that is once I publish the book, the book is no longer mine, it is yours as a reader. It is no longer my experience, it is your experience because you bring your own stuff to it. And therefore you'll find what you are meant to find, which may not be what I put in it, but it's what you took from it, which is always great. So if you're looking for, um, you know, a contemporary romance that's got some spiritual stuff in it, that's a great place to start. If you, uh, like me, like being unerased from history and you like historical fiction, um, I recommend Secrets Well Kept, which is about the, uh, girls and women who created the fuel for the atomic bomb, but they didn't know what they were doing. They were never told that was what they were doing. Um, so it's interesting bit of history uh, that goes back to World War II, obviously. And if you like thrillers and things like that, oh, how I got a whole bunch of those for you. But um, you can uh, read the Kate and Jay series, which starts with The Price of Fame, which also is a romance, but it's got a lot of thriller aspects to it. You can read, if you like All That Lies Within, finally, those characters also appear in the fourth book, follow this in the fourth book of the Kate and Jay series which wow. is called Final Cut is um as it turned out it was very prescient about some things that are happening uh in the U.S. and politics now right just saying yeah. right I wrote it I think six years ago, six seven eight years ago now mm -hmm. maybe I don't know it was a while ago let's just say that <laughs> so um yeah I've got a little bit of something for everybody I love that. So it's a nice variety. Is there any particular genre you enjoy most writing in or is it about the moment when you're writing? It's about the moment. You know, I enjoy all of those genres. I enjoy the intricacies of the plot in a thriller yeah, because that's what drives a thriller. It isn't about romance. It isn't about anything. It's about the plot, right? Yeah. I enjoy, I love a good romance. I mean, who doesn't want people who uh, meet their soulmate and fall in love. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, again, it's a high vibration. That's wonderful, whether it's historical or it's present day. I like the history, not for the research because that's a lot of work. I it's a lot of work. Yeah. But uh, but I like the history for the fact that we've always been here. We've always been here, and yet we've been either ignored or written out. And so it's my job to write us back into history where we've always been. Um, and so uh, it's about helping readers to know things that they might not otherwise have known. You know, and again, just hearing you as you're talking about that, it, your drive is actually delivering content of value for people. It's for others to take from it what they need. 
Exactly. You know, the stories, the voices, feeling seen, valued and heard, going back, circling right back to the beginning of the the show. And it might be that what someone needs to take from it is a romance. And that's great. You know, it's just a straightforward, beautiful romance. Great. I hope that lifts you up. You know, the first book I wrote, I think I was trying to manifest in my own life what I really wanted in love. And look, I did it. Yay! (laughs) Absolutely love that. What, I mean, this has been such a glorious conversation. What has, what's important to you that we haven't had the opportunity to say or talk about? You know, I mean, it's been a great conversation, Natalie. You rock. Oh, bless you. And we we absolutely will do this again just because I love talking to you. You know, everybody is of value. It's, you know, we tend in this society to value some things over others. So like we value celebrities for some odd reason, right? And we value people who can do this and people who can do that. And the answer is we all have an equal amount of value in this world. We all have an equal amount of value. And we just need to remember that about ourselves. When you sit there and you think there's nothing extraordinary about me, you're wrong. I'm sorry, but you are. You are extraordinary in your own way, in your own life. And the impact that you have on others is extraordinary. And if you can just hold on to that little bit of knowledge about yourself, then you can continue to move forward. Yeah. Right? Love yourself, folks. Love yourself. That is it. It's totally that. It's finding and looking inside and appreciating who you are and how we all connect and how we can all have that impact. And as unique individuals, we do have an impact on others and we are important. Beautiful way to close out the show. Love it. Where can everybody find you, Lynn, if they've been utterly inspired, which no doubt they will be? Where can they find you? I suggest going to my website is always a good place to start. It is www.lynnames.com. L-Y-N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, M as in Mary, E as in Edgar, S as in Sam. Lynnames.com. Always the best way to find me. You can follow me on, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can friend me on Facebook. Um, I spend a lot of time on Facebook. I like to interact with people. You know, it's not mm. just about me. So it's not just about my page, but people are often surprised that, you know, I'll interact with everybody. And they just like, wow, oh, I didn't, I got an email, uh, like an actual fan letter yesterday. You know, nobody does that anymore because they tell you on social media. But I got an actual fan letter the other day via email. And I answered, you know, right away. And she said, wow, I didn't expect a response. And wow. I thought, well, well, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Why wouldn't I respond to you? Why am I any more, you know, important or why is my time any more valuable than yours? It's not. So, of course, I'm going to respond to you. You took the time to write me. There you go. Yeah. I there love you know. it. Thank you so much, Lynn. This has been absolutely amazing. I will put all of your details in the show notes so everyone can get in contact and have those conversations with you. And thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for the conversation and for having me on your podcast. It's been brilliant. And thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millisnell. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to seizetheday.simplecast.com for all of my other shows. 
If you're interested to hear more about coaching, please visit nmscoaching.co.uk. If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.